doing that as a slam against the landlord who we actually do like um (laughs) (laughs) just as a bit uh no it's he got toys he got toys in the shape of mouse he carries them around he sings a song of his people when he's holding it Mm. i was thinking that ring the bell i have collected the (laughs) sacrifice Townspeople, come and rejoice. We may feast this <laughs> evening. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Well, I was thinking of... What was it? Uh, it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail when... Oh, Bring Out Your Dead? No, no. It's the celebration song at the end of... That... Uh, Prince Herbert, who was trying to escape from his tower because he didn't want to get married. Oh. Uh, And his father cuts him from his rope that he was climbing out of. And then... Because all he (laughs) wants to do is sing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I vaguely remember that. I, I don't... I'm okay with Monty Python, so I don't remember that much about it. That was my favorite uh, part of the movie. That character creeped me out, so <laughs> I didn't want to look at the that shut-in boy. <laughs> I loved shut-in boy. Albino. <laughs> but because father. he reminded me, he reminded me of yourself, Stuart from Mad TV, and uh. myself. <laughs> But you don't know who Stuart is because you didn't watch that sketch show. <laughs> nope. My brother had VHS uh, recordings of it that I never watched. Time to go back. I think they're all gone at this point. Digitize me, Captain. <laughs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, the game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. I'm your co-host, Ethan, and this is your other co-host, Wesley. The current score is never pulled up by me because I... The current score is 36. Ethan is 36 out of a possible 90. (laughs) I think I'm going to pass this class. (laughs) I think I'm on track. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Journal of Losers, a new podcast brought to you by... Joey Wheeler. What uh <laughs> and I was wrong, it wasn't ninety, it's hundred eighty. But um <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh that but that's not like out of a possible right now. That's out of a total possible score. Yes. Okay. That means you need to get you know fifty four more points out of to get a C. Yeah. I can do it. Wes, did you listen to that podcast that followed us? I don't know what you mean by followed us. What are you talking about? They followed us on Twitter. It's Joey's podcast. Oh, oh, they did follow us. I thought you were talking about when you said followed us. It's like 
there's... The podcast that comes on directly <laughs> after this one. Yeah. If you're someone from the college that we went to and you only follow podcasts of people that you did comedy with, coming up next is <laughs> Joey. And then the after N- that yeah, is the American sitcom. Journal of Losers. Because <laughs> we all went to school with um, Joey Tribbiani. Not the actor, the character. I think I just realized since I got my new phone about three weeks ago... Maybe it was two weeks ago. I've not added the podcast Twitter account back so, on my app, so I've not been logged in. Fuck? I'm the only one that does anything on it anyway. Yeah, well. All right, so last week I was quizzed on the movie <laughs> Rogue One. I watched it last night, and now we're going to talk about it, and then after the break... We'll come back and quiz me on the next movie sequentially, which is episode six. Time for Ethan to have a fully comprehensive view of George Lucas's vision, at the very least. <laughs> this is this is the the intended watch order. <laughs> As I was watching Rogue One, the ending leads the end right it, into Return of the Jedi. It does, <laughs> and as I was watching, but I'm not doing that one. You are doing that one. That is episode six. Fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I was I was watching Rogue One, and towards the end of it, I was like, after this, I have to go back three decades, <laughs> and then back up to present. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a weird dip back in time. Yeah. So, uh, open-ended questions, five points possible. What do you know about it? You said it's surrounding a team called Rogue One. They're attempting to get the Death Star plans. The members of the squad don't necessarily like the Rebels, but they hate the Empire more. There are five members of the team. Alan Tudyk voices Robot. I think there's more He does voice Robot. There are five main members. Hold on, let's see. There's, there's Droid, Jin, there's Cassian. Oh wow, K2, you actually remember the name. <laughs> Baze. I only don't I, don't I, I only know don't who re- you're talking about. I don't remember Donnie Yen's character's name. It starts with a C. Chirrut. <laughs> How do Chirrut. you recall what these characters' names are? <laughs> and, well, Wes, unlike you, I remember character names. No, no. Okay, this is one thing where I have multiple people who have seen this movie, and no one knows the names of any of the characters besides Krennic. And Bodie. I don't know who that is. That's the crew of six. Bodie's the pilot. You must know Bodie's name. He constantly says, I'm Bodie. I'm no, the pilot. He just says, I'm the pilot. <laughs> People refer to him as the pilot. <laughs> and I rarely remember Jim's Jin's name. I just call her Stardust. <laughs> because I say that far more often. Anyways. Darth Vader kills people and sneaks up on them with no respirator. And it leads right into episode four. That's false? Is it because you said it leads up to episode six? No, I was I was lying. You're shitting on me, you jerk bag. Uh, you get the full point. It's pretty much correct. 
if you were to give a synopsis of this movie that's pr- that's pretty much it the only thing that's wrong is that they are rebels they are rebels but not all of them want to be or seem to have any i would say the the two guys that are uh on the old jedi temple planet Baze and Chirrut, yes <laughs> Hold on. They, First they of all, basically... don't get mad at me for trying to remember the two, the first two <laughs> Chinese characters in the Star Wars universe that I've been introduced to. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't give you. I, I'll give you credit for remembering them, uh, even though that they, they were pretty much Disney's flagrant attempt to just make Star Wars profitable in China, <laughs> and it didn't work. Well, when you fight against authoritarianism, it's pretty hard to get big in China. <laughs> Even though Donnie Yen is very pro-China. Interesting. Donnie, if you aren't, I'm sorry. You can come on the pod and I'll apologize. You have to come on the pod. I won't apologize unless you come on the pod. How much is Darth Vader in this movie? He said he'd be in it for a minute. <laughs> a little more than a minute it's not a lot more than a minute i would say it's like he has like 15 minutes of screen time 15 i'll give you 10 he's in this movie way too much in my opinion he doesn't really have much business being in this movie i agree that he doesn't have a lot of business being in this movie but he does ratchet up the stakes at the end because he shows up at the start of act three and then i'd say the end of act three which is fine by me I think it would have made more of an impact. I feel like the whole scene with him meeting Krennic was oh yeah, pointless. Um, it would have been, I think, a little more... I mean, this movie is very interested in fan service. So I think for fan service sake, I think it would have been cooler if Grand Moff Tarkin was like, oh, the rebels have the plans send in vader and then like because tarkin is in charge of vader uh, episode four he uh pretty much is in charge of vader Hmm. well uh i'll get into uh, how i feel about tarkin once we get to the next (laughs) question uh yeah we'll explore the ethics (laughs) and also sorry just just one point on vader uh coming off Coming immediately off the prequels, <laughs> it is genuinely a breath of fresh air to see a cool and threatening Darth Vader off of Garbage Trash Boy Anakin Skywalker. Even though, tonally, it doesn't really match up. <laughs> no. <laughs> On a scale of... That's in my head, what Darth Vader is. I think, yeah, in general. On a scale of 1 to 10, how spooky looking is CG Grand Moff Tarkin in this movie? You said 9 out of 10, exclamation mark. I gave you a point. <laughs> yeah, he's really scary, but he's not as scary as possible. Like, it still functions. <laughs> Rigoletto's favorite thing to say about Grand Moff Tarkin in this movie is, I just don't remember him being as sweaty (laughs) as he was in episode four he is very sweaty in glistens (laughs) they ripped him straight out of an xbox 360 game slapped him in a feature-length disney film 
there's far too much Tarkin in this movie. Yeah. They're like, we got to show him off. We did such a good job. <laughs> when they had, I thought Krennic was a perfectly serviceable villain. Krennic was fine. Honestly, if Tarkin was just a voice in the distance. Or a or hologram. If he, if, or a hologram, because yeah. they show Bodhi as a hologram, and he looks like an Xbox model that was ripped out, and it was fine, because he's a hologram. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why did they insist on showing him in person? Just wait until uh, Rise of Skywalker, where they do it a ton more. That being said, and uh, I, I realize this could be offensive, the two seconds of CG Carrie Fisher at the end of the movie, that was fine. I, it still looks fake. It does. It does look fake, but I'm not forced to look at her for minutes at a time while sure. she has full conversations <laughs> and scenes. Sure. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, how do, also, you, how do you feel about Also, who gives a shit it? about Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah, I think there's probably some fan people who are like, uh, he, we should have seen more of him because like in cartoons and stuff, he's far more of a presence and uh, formidable. But um, Guys, the actor is dead. We can't just do that. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I think Rogue One uh, just shows off just how unethical <laughs> um, Star Wars seems to be i mean it's it's like taking what george lucas did with his original trilogy he only directed and wrote one episode four mm. episode one oh episode five and six he was just like executive producer and provided the, the story outline but then you reach the 90s, and he's remastering these movies. He's adding CGI in, he's changing audio, he's changing, he's adding in scenes. And I'm pretty sure, just like, if he wasn't George Lucas, like, Hollywood unions would be on his ass about that. Because those aren't his movies. <laughs> like, even mm -hmm. if he, like, technically owns owned them at one point, does it mean that he can go in and change artists' visions? Mm -hmm. I mean, restore the Snyderverse, though. <laughs> God, restore the Snyderverse! <laughs> All that being said about George Lucas, let's restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> I want Martian Manhunter to have a movie. <laughs> I want the Snyder cut of uh, Green James Gunn's Suicide Squad. He could do it better. <laughs> James Gunn will make it too funny. <laughs> not supposed to be funny it's supposed to be very serious that being said the snyder cut was funnier than the whedon cut yes <laughs> but that's because joss whedon's not very funny coming from the guy who's watched all of buffy the vampire slayer i didn't watch all of it i watched most of it and let me tell you what that show only ever kind of funny at best and when it's very funny, it's certainly not on purpose. <laughs> um, why is the Empire stealing kyber crystals from an old Jedi temple? You said they're making Death Star laser. Uh, yeah. 
pretty much (laughs) (laughs) even though so there's like a clone wars episode where they where the separatists are stealing like a huge ass kyber crystal Mm -hmm. that was implied to be the crystal used for the death star so i don't know why they're getting a ton of like little tiny ones because no one watched the clone wars wes that's not true watched it not a single person (laughs) but uh yeah so you got the point who would have thought that the death star is just a big lightsaber i wouldn't have but it kind of makes sense yeah Considering the way that George Lucas wrote the prequels, everything being a lightsaber <laughs> checks out. And especially also, with Rogue One having pretty close connections with George Lucas as well. The story was developed with... when he still owned Star Wars. Was it? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Also, why wouldn't you want to build a giant lightsaber? They're pretty they're pretty good weapons. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Who or what does Jin Erso, the main character, find at the Imperial Research Facility on Edu? Uh, what does she find there? That's the question. Because I remember Edu, but that's that's where the base was. That's where her dad dies. Yeah, she, she finds find her, her dad. dead father. Yeah. Okay, she finds her dad. Okay. Um, good old Mads Mikkelsen, who I think they do dirty. He could have been I... so much better in this movie. Mads was really bad in this movie. Because they I feel like they barely give him anything to work with. He barely well, gets any thing screen is he, time. He had that whole monologue which elicits this very emotional response from Jin. Mm. But it sounds like he's just really phoning it in. And I was really bummed out about that because I was like, the script for this monologue is actually interesting and compelling. And I find Jin's reaction to be normal if this was performed in a way. <laughs> See, I think I didn't find the monologue necessarily resonate with me because I feel like we barely got any. I, Star Wars is a lot about parent-child relationships. And I feel like while they try to make that like the focal point for Jin, we just we barely saw how like it impacted her or like it seemed like she was doing fine on her own even though she was like imprisoned at one point but she like yeah, presumably I, would I, have escaped no matter what and it just like I, I didn't have that connection to Mads Mikkelsen's character to make me want to care that he died I can or te- anything I go back and forth on that because I understand this is like Jin is one of the first powerful women characters in star wars since leia yeah leia ray and jin well um and like i get i think it would have been tough because at what point does her desire to want to get back to her father rob her of her own agency in terms of a writing standpoint Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's tricky to navigate um and also why does it have to always be a father like she also lost her mother during the same time and she doesn't give a shit about her mother. there's the, there's one line where she like blames her mother for leaving her or something <laughs> i was like jin she died <laughs> right in front of you that wasn't her choice but yeah i feel like they could have uh honed in a little more on that relationship yeah 
And I would say a little too much time was spent on our good friend Saw Gerrera. <laughs> Save the dream! <laughs> I go no further. Sauce sucks. <laughs> Big time. And they keep putting him in more Star Wars content. So weird. The first scene uh, with... I, I know we're not talking about him yet. But the first scene where Forrest Whitaker appears on screen, yeah. his eyes are like bugged out. And I was like, he looks shocked to be in this movie. Like, he didn't know he was going to be here. How did I make it this far with this voice choice? (laughs) I feel like he's been going just absolutely insane with his character choices in films recently. And I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) So you're leaving open-ended questions with three points. So pretty good. Nice. Multiple choice, not so good. Uh, what nickname does Jin Ursel's father give her? What did I say? Uh, fake answers were Nebula, Jawa, which you desperately wanted it to be, but you did pick Crystal uh, <laughs> over lame. Stardust. I was surprised I you picked s- it. <laughs> that I picked Crystal? Yeah. yeah, looking back on it, obviously, it should have been Stardust. I feel like that's more of a Star Wars-y thing. Yeah. Um, I will say something about the Urso household. Everyone in that home has a different accent, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, when the music swells during a rebel meeting, what prequel character emerges from the shadows? Fake answers, Tarful, the Wookiee leader of Kashyyyk. Kleeg Lars, Anakin's stepfather. <laughs> There's no way Kleeg Lars isn't dead by now. He's ancient when we meet him in the prequels. He has nothing left for him. <laughs> Presumably as well, when Obi-Wan brings a baby Luke, we only see Owen as <laughs> well. Yeah. He, he died. He also he too died of a broken heart. <laughs> Nobody makes fun of that one enough. Uh, you wanted it to be Captain Typho, uh, Padme's head of security. He, you wanted him to have his moment in the sun. I would have been psyched. Um, honestly, I think that's a better answer <laughs> than what we got. I understand why it was Jimmy Smith's. Yeah, it's Senator Bail Organa, who I remember when the music swelled and he came out of the shadows. I, uh, me and my friends just gave a collective shrug. <laughs> well, here, here, I, I don't mind that it's Bail Organa. What I do mind is that he does not have a line until the end of the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that. That's weird. And like maybe maybe for me it was impactful because I literally just watched the prequels. Mm-hmm. But to anyone sitting down in the theater who I don't assume has had any desire to watch <laughs> the prequels, sees Jimmy Smith show up on screen with no lines. Well, it's it's more like I don't care that he's in this movie, but as a Star Wars fan, 
I don't have any nostalgia for his character at all. Like, I like Revenge of the Sith well enough, but his character, I felt like, was secondary for most of it. Like, we never even got a proper introduction to him in the movie. So to have, Mm -hmm. like, this big swell of music uh, and to have him be revealed just is like, I... I feel like the mood you're trying to, uh, the feeling you're trying to elicit doesn't match the character. I feel like it would have been different if it was like Obi Wan, which the execution was wrong. Yeah, uh, I'll say that <laughs> right away. But I feel like as one of the actors from the prequels that's still alive <laughs> and looks age appropriate to like how old his character should be yeah. in this part of the timeline. As well as connecting the prequels to the original trilogy, I think that Bail Organa was the right choice. No, I agree. I think it makes sense that he's in this. It makes sense that he's a part of the Rebel Alliance because it establishes how Leia got connected with it. Right. So it makes sense. It just, like you said, execution was weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was excited because... <laughs> Seeing Jimmy Smith is always cool. He comes out of the shadows for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't need to come out of the shadows. It didn't need to be a pop. Like, it could have just have... He could have just been there. Exactly. Just like Mon Mothma being there as well. Yeah, there was no celebration for Mon Mothma. (laughs) Why does... But there should have (laughs) been. Right. (laughs) Why does rebel extremist leader Saw Guerrera die? Fake answers were uh, he's easily tracked down and murdered by Darth Vader. He accidentally turns on a lightsaber on himself. I wish. <laughs> he turns on a thermal detonator as a threat and forgot to turn it off. That's what I said, right? Yes. <laughs> but the correct answer is... He just gives up. <laughs> He's just like, nah, I don't need to come with. And then the ship's okay. right outside. <laughs> he could make it. Ship's right outside. He could easily leave. He could have survived. No problem. I'm glad he didn't because I didn't want to see more of him. I was annoyed with him. Um, I go no none further. Of the, <laughs> Save yeah, the none of the decisions that Saw made made any sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the movie got on track as soon as he was not in it anymore. <laughs> but. The the weirdest part about his death is he goes to watch the planet be destroyed, takes off his respirating device <laughs> to double murder himself. He wants to make sure he doesn't. <laughs> He's like, I refuse to survive this. My throat is sore from making this acting choice. Saw's role was originally much larger, but Forrest <laughs> didn't want to have to do the voice he committed to anymore. Now that we're talking about Saw, um, did you know that they're making a, a Disney TV show around, um, what's his name? Who's the pilot in this one? Not the, the cargo pilot, the one who's with the droid. Riz Ahmed? No. The one who's with Jin for most of it, who hugs Jin at the end. The one who hugs Jin? Oh, um, Diego Luna? Um, his character? Yeah. Diego Luna's character is getting his own spin off series. It's 
kind of cool. I don't care about it. I never connected to his character. But Saw Gerrera is making a return to God damn it. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker's making it. They don't <laughs> have any relation to each other. That you know you of. Can have, you can have Diego Luna's character and not have Saw Gerrera. They don't overlap. Uh, <laughs> Saw Gerrera is, I think, one of the worst char- characters in... He's handled better in the cartoons, I think, because they the cartoons show him becoming an extremist and what mm-hmm. what makes him like isolated from the Rebel Alliance. I think that's an mm-hmm. interesting story, and that seems more resonant with modern times extremism yeah. but Sagarera is bernie sanders <laughs> more like joe biden our first socialist president <laughs> joe biden's a real maverick he's out of control look at him forgiving all these student loan debts wait what um look at him passing medicare for all what obscure original trilogy character makes a brief cameo in this movie? I should have known. I should have known. You told. You basically told me it would be him. Uh, fake answers were Lobot, the cyborg dude who is Lando's assistant. IG-88, one of the bounty hunters Vader talks to. Your answer, Garadin as Xaver, the Imperial spy tracking C-3PO and R2. But the correct answer is... Pig face man, <laughs> Cornelius Amazon, the pig face man. So let me just, before you say anything about this, his cameo in this movie is hands down my favorite part of this movie. Because we get no shit. we get the origin for why he's so pissed off at the cantina at Luke. He he shoves Luke and he's like, I don't like you. And we <laughs> and we get the origin. The reason why he's so pissed off is because he gets shoved by Jim in this movie a whole two weeks before he dies. <laughs> and he was having he was having you know, he was living his life, but then he gets shoved this one time and you know, his ego is fragile. <laughs> And he was in front of his friend, yeah. and you can't just push somebody in front of their friend. He couldn't defend himself. <laughs> he was busy. They had to get out of there. So he goes to Tatooine to try and drink his troubles away. <laughs> Which I assume is very close to Jeddah. <laughs> and, you know, he gets he gets tipsy. He gets He's already upset. He gets drunk. And then he picks on Luke, and then he gets killed <laughs> by Obi-Wan. <laughs> It's the per. It's the story I never thought I needed, but I now know I did. <laughs> Anyways, there's a full character arc. He didn't need his entire. He didn't need a Star Wars story just for him. It was perfect in the background. Now we just need. Well, no, I'll I'll share that. I'll save that for later. But um, there is a theory about Death Sticks guy from episode two good i love death sticks guy so what'd you think about this guy's appearance sure 
like I was like all I thought was oh of course it's this guy Wes loves this guy and then I moved on with my life (laughs) it's so superfluous like who why did they feel it was it was for you it was for you (laughs) they put it in there for you Wes (laughs) They're like, this kid won't stop talking shit about fan service. We'll see how he likes it if we make something directly for him. (laughs) Then he can't complain about fan service anymore. How do the rebels take down a Star Destroyer? That was fucking cool. That was actually really cool. They push him in front of the Death Star's ray. That's what I said. No, you said they just shoot it enough times until it blows up. Oh, yeah, that would be lame. <laughs> they do a bomber run and launch a bomb into its weak spot. But the correct answer is... They push another Star Destroyer into it. Yeah. They push two together. That seems scary. <laughs> That's two city-sized ships smashing into each other and crashing into a planet. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Wes disagrees. No, he thinks it's... I thought it was... <laughs> The only it's the only space fight part of the space fight that I remember. Yeah, there's a lot of extra stuff, but that part was definitely memorable. And the effects and the budget that they used on the effects for that mm-hmm. was insane. It was an inspired choice. Mm-hmm. So you're walking on a multiple choice with zero points. That's fine. I was happy to be wrong for most of those. <laughs> True or false? Darth Vader uses a pun in this movie? You said true. Did I? Okay. He doesn't. Or at least I didn't catch no, it if he, he did. He does. <laughs> uh, it's during the weird scene he has with Krennic. And he's forced choking Krennic. And then he says, Be careful not to choke on your ambition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as we all remember, now- Darth Vader is the wittiest of... <laughs> That's what he's well known for, his wit. Sharp wit. I will say that scene, I wasn't paying attention to any of the dialogue during it, but the way that Krennic, the the actor, is force choked is very convincing. He does a good job with that. I do like that they retcon the fact that Darth Vader does not have to be facing someone directly and doing this to force choke them because that's kind of stupid. No, they. That was an Empire Strikes Back. He can force choke people without even lifting his hand. Okay, cool. Isn't it crazy that he does a better job than Natalie Portman? The Krennic does a better job being choked. Did I ever tell you that? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you were around when me and my improv team would do this, but something we would try to force into every single piece we did was someone using mind powers to choke or, like, push someone around. I remember you mentioning that a lot, and it was something that I was always jealous of because whenever I tried to incorporate it into (laughs) improv, no one knew what I was doing. Because you know what? If you are using telekinesis on someone, that requires a lot of group mind between you and the other person to get. But yeah, Darth Vader using a pun seemed like it was, it weird. was weird. It was like that's not the character. <laughs> um, it's not the character I know. You know what is the character? 
if he whined talking and about how sand is coarse he's whining and pissing himself the whole movie that's the vader i know yeah where's the vader that goes no <laughs> true or false princess leia's in this movie he said false before you talked about this it is true True or false? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> true or false? All the main characters in this movie die. You said true. Yeah, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. Unless I missed somebody no, it is, who you consider a main character. It is true. Uh, they did, I think, sign the main cast for two more movies in case they decided, Disney decided to cut the, they were wishy-washy until the, the release. Yeah, the I remember movie. there were two endings yeah. and the focus group was like, it doesn't make any sense that any of these characters survive. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I'm fine with. I That they all die makes sense. Yeah, It's just Disney being like, we can make this into a franchise of itself. Or what if we got more money? And they're doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, true or false, the Death Star blows up a dozen planets in this movie. You said false, it would blow up more. <laughs> <laughs> it is false, but it is just yeah, one. so you got the point. <laughs> oh, it blows up two. The way... Blows up two? Oh, oh right, because it does blow up the whatever that last planet was as well. Yeah. Can't remember what it's Bahamas called. Bahamas planet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's a pretty... Pl- I actually called it the Vietnam planet. <laughs> That was what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, I don't want to say it was subtle because it was there. <laughs> it was prevalent. You got it. <laughs> um, man, the effects for those planets exploding were good, though. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't the way that I remembered the Death Star <laughs> blowing up planets in the original movies. Yeah, but it was a. In the in this movie, they did say it was a lower grade blast, so it would make sense that it was like a slow destruction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've thought about this recently, but I feel like I feel like most of the planets in the Star Wars universe are just one city on a big orb. Yeah, they rarely explore the fact that it's a planet. <laughs> I feel like the only planet where there are multiple cities is Naboo. Yeah. One might even say... Because it has two cities. (laughs) There's different locations on Tatooine as well. (laughs) That's true. There are separate locations, but not cities. (laughs) (laughs) There's a farm, there's a roving Jawa ship, and there's Mos Eisley. And as you'll see, Jabba's Palace. Oh, that's right. Jabba's Palace is coming. I always forget that he's on Tatooine because of the one city per planet (laughs) conundrum. True or false, Bodhi Rook, the Imperial cargo pilot, never overcomes his mind tampering from Saw Gerrera. Said true. We don't talk about it, so... No. False? Yeah, he overcomes it. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) Uh... So he's exposed to, we'll talk about it more with the screen grab, but he's exposed to this monster that's supposed to essentially destroy his mind. And Mm -hmm. then once Diego Luna, that's his name, right? That's the actor. Um, Once he finds the cargo pilot when he's captured as well, he's just like, 
you're the cargo pilot. You're the Imperial cargo pilot. The pilot's like, I am. <laughs> he just remembers everything immediately. It's not immediate. There's a whole. It's pretty quick. There's a whole. It's, it's okay. For someone who's not supposed the, to remember it, anything forever. In the time span of the movie, it's pretty quick. Uh, in the amount of time I have to listen to Riz Ahmed babble to himself in the corner of a room, <laughs> it feels like a long time. <laughs> For those of uh, you longtime fans of our show, if you're catching up with these movies like I am, you know Riz Ahmed from Venom. <laughs> yes. You know Oscar nominee Riz Ahmed. <laughs> I think it's one of the biggest loopholes in the movie. But, uh, There's no time. There's no time. Yeah. True or false, a young Luke Skywalker makes a brief appearance at the end of this movie. Said Thank false. Thank God he doesn't. <laughs> Thank God. So you got the point. You're walking out of true or false with four. That's pretty good. That's the best true or false I've done in a yeah, while. Four out of six. And then we move to the screen grab. The tentacle porn scene. <laughs> It's so weird. It's right at the beginning of the movie, too. It's so early. <laughs> right before the tentacle rape tentacle happened, rape. I did write... Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Sorry. Right before the tentacle porn <laughs> scene, I did write, Boar gullet is sexy. And then it happened, and I was like, Boar gullet is no longer sexy. <laughs> Boar gullet knows the truth. Because <laughs> do you know what is sexy? Saw Guerrero. <laughs> Saw Guerrero's voice. I can listen to him read an audiobook. <laughs> Book. So, yeah, essentially it's the cargo pilot uh, getting tortured after he won't reveal. Well, he has, he he has revealed what he wants. And what he's doing, but Saw doesn't believe him, so he just tortures him. Yeah. Saw does whatever he wants with no real explanation. <laughs> and very few repercussions. Hey, he dies. Of his own volition. Of his own choice. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's done. like he was going to kill himself no matter what, if the plane was exploding or not. He was ready to pull that respirator. <laughs> you said that this guy was Saw Guerrero. It's weird that I did not recognize him. And I do want to apologize to everyone in the world for thinking that Riz Ahmed looks Hispanic or Latino. He's a Rogue Squad member, which you got a point for. Covered by... He names it even. <laughs> uh, covered by Leech Boys. He's tied to a chair in a sewer. Uh, he's in charge of nope. securing the escape. He, nope. Well, he is at the well, end, later. but not in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we could talk about as well. Um, these creatures are uh, home, and he wishes he could just die in this. Uh, you got a point. <laughs> Borgullet lives there. <laughs> Something tells me Borgullet's not a native species there. It's invasive. It's taking it's over. The honeysuckle of, of Jeddah. The honeysuckle of Jeddah. 
So you're walking away from this quiz with a total of eight points out of 20. Damn it. Damn, I really thought I did well on this hey, one. Hey, did better than Solo. That's true. So, um, oh, what was the new way we were going to... Oh, would you watch this movie again? Would I watch this movie yeah, again? Yeah, so we're going to change our question that we ask from would you recommend this to would you watch this movie again? Because I think it... I think we both agreed that it's it divorces what we think of quality from what other people consider quality. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I have to recommend a movie, it's like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably good. But as to whether I would watch something again, that's personal to me. Exactly. Um, but with Rogue One, you know what? Let, let me let me do uh, all the movies uh, that we've done so <laughs> sure. far. Just just for Star Wars to cover yeah. it. <laughs> Let's go do the full list. <laughs> we'll do that next episode. Return to Oz. <laughs> we should do that next episode. I think that'd be fun. Let's yeah. Because next yeah. episode's probably gonna be That's short right. anyway. Sure. Um so episode one, maybe. <laughs> just for kicks. Episode just for kicks, I think it could be fun. I do want to watch the pod racing scene yeah. again. Uh, episode two, never. <laughs> I never want to watch that movie again. <laughs> episode three, I might. I might watch that one by itself because it's it's interesting and there's cool stuff that happens in it. Uh, solo, no. I'm not going to do that to myself. Uh, Devil Wears Prada? Probably. <laughs> I'll watch that again. Star Wars movies. <laughs> All the Star Wars movies. So far, Devil Wears Proud is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> and then Rogue One. Yes, I would watch this movie again. Yeah, you would. I had a very fun time with it. I enjoyed it. I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. Yeah, I would say I've probably seen this movie enough. It's not my favorite. It, it's a it's a unique Star Wars movie because I do think this is one of the first few that is made with no intention for children to watch it. Yeah. Uh, because it's wholly unapproachable for a child. The themes are simply too heavy. The um, the amount of death on display is insane. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a war movie. Yeah, and I don't think kids are very interested in war movies. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. I think why I struggle to connect with this movie is I find that none of the characters are very well developed. I feel like there isn't much change amongst characters. Um. And, well, there is change in Jin. It's all very small but, scale. Jin changes. But uh, it, she, Cassian changes. They change, but I feel like none of it's warranted. There, We don't really see why they change. It's just like, at some points, they just start behaving differently. I think they get the closest with Cassian and K2. Sure. I found the droid to be the most interesting character. K2 is my favorite speaking droid. K2 is awesome. I'm not willing to go that far. C3PO is still one of my favorites, but um uh... <laughs> I think that K2 is C3PO done right. <laughs> I told you he was going to hate him. No. He I... doesn't he doesn't hate him. Okay, he doesn't good. he do, he just likes C3PO more. Okay, that's worse. No. <laughs> I could like C-3PO for my own reasons. <laughs> I like C-3PO. Think C-3PO sexy. <laughs> That's not what he said. That's not what he said. I know, I know. <laughs> it's subjective. 
I just find that I feel like this movie struggles character-wise in a lot of the same ways the prequels struggle with just making the characters interesting for an audience to necessarily connect with and to have them make big character changes as I think I don't think character, character development was a big choice with this movie. Um I think they really wanted to get just like a lot of characters in with a lot of newer archetypes for the series. Sure. I th- I feel um, like this movie's centering story above character and that's just something yeah, that I, I, doesn't necessarily appeal to me as just like a consumer in general. And I I I think that the story is the it's messy in this movie. Sure. And the, although the characters don't develop, I do like them. Um, which is why I was able to list off all of their names. So uh, you're the first Bodhi. person I, I know. <laughs> Even um, people who like this movie, I feel like, have trouble naming all the characters. I really like the concept of what they were trying to do with Donnie Yen's character. I thought that was neat. Which character is that? Uh, he's the blind martial artist. Sure, I feel like because one concept thing this movie does for the the one thing this movie does for the lore, which I I found cool, is it showed non Jedi's interacting with the Force mm-hmm. as a concept, and because the the whole concept of jedis in the force is it's space religion yeah. but the only people we ever see mm-hmm. do it are the most scary devout people exactly i found his character to be interesting at first but ultimately i feel like the only sign that we ever see of him i guess maybe two signs he has that sniper and bays um him using the force is when he's just walking through all that blaster fire to get to that control mm-hmm. panel, which he then fumbles around on because apparently the force stopped working as well when it came to directing him on a small scale. Like that. But I did, I did really like the line early in the movie where he goes, the force and I aren't on the same page right now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I think Bayes and Chirrut, those two characters, are slightly queer-coded towards the end of the movie, and I think that's neat. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. Um, K2 is great. Uh, I went over that. Bodhi's lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jin is fine. I wish she had a bit more development. I think that's the only thing I wanted from her, because on paper, she's like, sure, I cool. mean, it's like what we've talked about with improv, is that, like, the, it's it's hard to have characters that you invest in when they just are meeting for they're just meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. If I feel like it would have been a stronger choice if she had already been a part of the Rebel Alliance and mm-hmm. she had these connections, maybe even a rivalry with Diego Luna's character. It would have made the start of the movie tighter as mm-hmm. well. Because the start of this movie is Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I, I would have appreciated more developed relationships because the ones that were interesting to watch uh, between Cassian and K2 and Baze and Chirrut, those were the more interesting parts of the character dynamics in the mm-hmm. movie. The established relationships. I, I, uh, there weren't a lot of droids and aliens in this movie, which was kind of a bummer. 
Okay, so <laughs> for aliens wise, this is something that's solely my opinion. I know other people disagree with me, but the aliens that are in this movie, I found this is the only Star Wars movie I found the aliens to be pretty distracting at times, and I didn't always like them. <laughs> There's one that just makes monkey sounds. Like not even like aliens. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy where the AT-AT is walking towards him and his mouth opens up. He's like, ah! How? Yeah, and he goes, ah! <laughs> I'm like, I, this is too distracting. I, I prefer the it, it, Star Wars aliens to be weird, non-recognizable, and in the background that we just see for a little bit. That's what I enjoy <laughs> about Star Wars aliens. I know some people West like thinks these. that the aliens aren't allowed to be part of the war. <laughs> No, what you're going to see in this next one, though, in this next quiz is uh, I replaced the screen grab with name matching the alien <laughs> question. <laughs> That's cool. So I think we're going to have fun with that because um, some of my favorite aliens are in Return of the Jedi. But that's yeah. a small nitpick I have about this movie about the aliens. I find them a little distracting. I thought the droids all looked really good. Yeah. The textures that they got on every robot that you see mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah. Um, and I will say my favorite moment of the movie uh, is when it's during the first siege in Jeddah and you see one of the Imperial droids walk up and Jin shoots it. And then K2 walks up and goes, did you know that one wasn't yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> see, if we just had more of that dynamic, even just like the three of them for a long time, I feel like it would have been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, the, but they, Well, they I mean, if the start many. of the movie was yeah. that core group and then they expanded into Bodhi and Baze and Chirrut that would have been cool but there wasn't a strong enough dynamic between those three at the yeah, start they had just met each other and then they start adding mm-hmm. other cast members and I um, feel like uh, the folks they pick up on Jeddah we don't spend enough time with them to a lot of them have interesting archetypes like you've said but I feel like we don't get to know them enough to like form an attachment mm-hmm. um last couple notes about this movie before we move on i thought what they did for the scale of the ships and everything in space was really strong like i feel like i i have a better mental image of what everything looks like in context sure. well especially when you see the star destroyer over the city I'm like, oh, that's gigantic. I don't think I ever really put that together. I think there's some fanboys who have gotten upset about that because the size changes throughout the movie a bit. And it is different eh. from other movies as well. But I don't really care. Eh. Also, the reveal of the first Star Destroyer in this movie is really yeah. cool. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's talk about my toxicity. Yeah, let me just write these questions real fit, real quick. I forgot about them. Real, real fist. fist. Real kit fisto. <laughs> uh, anyway, y'all, I thoroughly enjoyed this Star Wars movie for teens. On one hand, I am happy with the fact that all these characters died. On the other hand, I, I think they all had a chance to develop. And I think if they did, that would have been neat. But Are you going to watch the they, Cassian spin off? I'll probably watch the Bad Batch. No, that's not the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> I am wholly I'll probably... interested in watching the Cassian Andor, but I'll probably watch it. Just like 
bad I'll probably <laughs> watch it anyway. <laughs> you dirty little consumer. I I'm probably not even gonna finish the Bad Batch. It's just not for me. I'm just not in, I'm just you... not interested in. It's hard for me to get interested in characters that just use like blasters and just fight. That's my. Mm-hmm. That was my qualm with season one of The Mandalorian too. Oh, this movie did have cool blasters though. I feel like they were more inventive with the ones they were showing mm-hmm. off. A heavy machine gun as a blaster is yeah. pretty goddamn cool. Um, and then the crossbow always comes back. Always a favorite. Uh, K2 fights by just picking up people and throwing them at each other, which is rad. One step away from the wrestling droid that would make Star Wars a perfect series. The... One other aspect of the production history of this movie um, is that this is another example of a movie that Disney took away from its director in the editing process. Hmm. Uh, I believe they did reshoots without him as well. Hmm. So, Because uh, the director of this movie directed Godzilla. Yep. So it's, we're starting to enter the area of, well, I guess we already did with Solo, just where the production history is muddled and messy. Messy. And uh, this came out before Solo, right? This came after Force Awakens. Did it come out before? Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Solo, Rise of Skywalker. Because I feel... you don't feel as much messiness in the production at this movie as you clearly do with solo. So I'm curious to see, obviously I know it's going to be very strong in episode nine. I don't know what it's going to be like, uh, in force awakens and force awakens. Last Jedi Jedi had pretty steady production. Hmm. Um, I have a question about production. Do you know who was in the Darth Vader suit in this movie? I don't know. Okay. And then uh, a lore question. Are the black stormtroopers droids? No, they are not. <laughs> Why do they sound like robots? <laughs> I believe it's supposed to be like they're, when they talk to each other, it's muffled and coded. So, like, when it's transmitted, it's like encrypted yeah. stuff and then it's decrypted. That's actually kind of cool. I think that was the intention of it. There are robot stormtroopers in the Mandalorian, but okay, not in this movie. Um, I thought the combat in this movie was good. Yeah, shot well. Do you have your toxic questions? Yet? I just I'm just, have two. I'm just killing time. And so I, I think that's fine. fine. Um, did you like how gritty this movie was? Do you wish it was more gritty? And do you want more Star Wars movies to be as gritty as this one? I I thought that the grittiness of this movie was fine. I think it's it's not like the prequels where the tone they were going for was very different from the story they were trying to tell. I think that the t- the tone was consistent with the story that they wanted to tell, which is like 
the fact that you know war in the actual fighting part of the star wars is really hard and no one's having a good time yeah. <laughs> like if you're not a jedi this sucks <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think that was effective. And do you want more Star Wars movies with this tone? Um, I I wish there was more of the lightness that we had with the K two interactions in this movie because it did get heavy. Um, but I think there's a balance to be met, and if they wanted to continue to make Star Wars more teen to adult oriented and cut out the kids market which disney would never do sure um but i think i think in terms of marketing star wars has gotten confusing as to who it's for so if they're going straight for nostalgia yeah at this point they are marketing solely towards the hardcore fans okay um i moved my um audio box and the sound cut out for a second but we still have the audio we're good i'm just recording on a new thing to make sure yeah no i i double checked and i'm not touching that file anymore because i don't want to record more audio in case it breaks but we are good right now uh everything is working we just need to do a new sync Three, two, one. Okay, we're good. Was the Darth Vader killing rebels one of the best sequences in all of Star Wars that you've seen? Order 66 is better than that scene, so no. I thought that, again, after watching the prequels where Vader was essentially defanged and became the worst character... It was nice to see Vader as a huge threat that you need more than just an army to stop. Um, So I thought it was effective. I don't think it was, you know, the end-all be-all of Star Wars. But I think for the character of merciless killer Darth Vader, yeah, that, that it was effective. All right. Um, so I think the most toxic of what two points towards the dark. (laughs) No, I think you gave some very well-rounded answers to this with some nuance. Um, I think most toxic fanboys are like all star Wars movies should be more like war movies. Like, and they should be more gritty like this. And this movie should have been, I've seen Star Wars fans say this movie should have been R-rated. It should have gone a full war movie. And I just don't know if that's, A, feasible, marketing-wise, mm. or B, like, what most people want. I think, I'm sure there's a large swath of people who want to see that kind of movie at some point, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's something that, like just your average consumer is who just goes to see these movies on occasion with the family if that's what they want yeah i mean i i remember last episode i made fun of this movie because i thought that it would have been really hurt by the fact that it didn't have an r rating 
I thought that it did everything it set out to do with yeah. whatever rating it had, which I think is PG-13. PG-13, yeah. Same as Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so I thought this was fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, just for saying Order 66 is a cooler sequence than this, I've never heard that before. So, uh, Really? Yeah, I've never heard someone uh, give such high praise to the Order 66 scene. Like, there's people who that's... like it, but... Well, I mean, with Order 66, I think that that's the end of everything for the prequels. Like, this is... How we it get really to sh- where we, we Exactly. Without Order 66, there are no... There is no original trilogy. Yeah. It's the only scene in the prequels that I think is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not because, like, not it's so cool. Not even unlimited power! <laughs> as much as I love unlimited power... Yo, Palpatine's evil. I don't need to know how he got melted. <laughs> um, and you said it was more so it was a good scene because it was a good return to form for Vader than necessarily just being like the end all be all. Like we just need to see Vader slaughtering people. Um, I think that's a respectable way to look at the scene. Um, Again, I feel like I only have this perspective because <laughs> the movies I just watched <laughs> yes. were the prequels. Well, I think a lot of toxic fans are agree with you. Like, we need a return to form for Vader. But then they're like, we just need Vader to be like this all the time. And they're like, he was lame in the original trilogy as well. When I think... I think there's there's room for the Vader of the original trilogy and the Vader in Rogue One. There's a there's a balance to be met again, but the Vader that this movie needed, he was. Yeah. But he's still like a tactician and shit like that. Uh-huh. He could have played that role in this movie, but he would have been overused otherwise. And like an administrator uh, and the general, like he's he has many different hats. Mm-hmm. Complaints come up to him. He's the last <laughs> stop of HR. Fuck stops here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think you're actually going to move two points towards the light on this response. More powers. <laughs> um, it is dumb that in those games, if you play near the middle, that you don't get anything. Um... So, I think, just file plots, like, I think if there's any Star Wars fans who don't know us at all, like, I think it's important to realize that this movie is one of those Star Wars movies that is, like, controversial or, like, people feel really strongly about at the very It's going to be divisive. And yeah. the thing is, I come out on this movie very positively. Like, I actually very much like this movie. And I come out of this movie feeling kind of meh. And... At the end of the day, both are valid. <laughs> because you're allowed to feel the way that you want about things that you didn't make. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Ethan that he's wrong, and he's not going to tell me that I'm wrong. 
or you better um not, now if we are ranking <laughs> movies that's where we can get into fights but <laughs> no, please god no i don't want that the last thing the thing i'm most sick of with star wars fans is the ranking i'm so tired of the ranking <laughs> It's just a pissing contest at the end. Watch every movie by itself. In a vacuum. <laughs> Consider nothing else but the movie that you're watching. Rank them if you want, but hold it close to the chest and only reveal your ranking system to the people you hold close. <laughs> so here's here's what I'll say. Every Star Wars movie is bad. Everything you, the listener, you like is awful. Everything that you think is shit is the best. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Your opinions are bad. <laughs> and you shouldn't make opinions anymore. You shouldn't be allowed to speak. You are being silenced by me, the left-wing media. And on that note, Left Wing Media and I are going to take a break. Uh, and then we'll be back to quiz Ethan on Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. The most liberal movie around! <laughs> Neither do my lungs. <laughs> Hold for dog. I thought that was your hat. He's got a horse voice. <laughs> my cat's doing his best Saw Gerrera impression. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> with Saw Gerrera. <laughs> Where are you with Saw Gerrera? <laughs> Welcome back to We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet with Saw Gerrera. Save the pod. Save the dream. <laughs> Everything is at a ten. <laughs> the urgency is always immediate. And I am constantly dying. <laughs> until I take my own life. I just love how he's like, I go no further. <laughs> Jin asks why. Who are you proving you anything to, Saw? You won't believe the things that I've done. The <laughs> shit that I've seen. There's a reason I'm hiding on this planet. Saw sucks. <laughs> Alright, so we're talking Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. I think it might be useful to go over where Empire Strikes Back ended. So here's the thing, everybody. Uh, I am actually going to watch episodes four <laughs> and five again before I watch episode six, because I think that going from Rogue One to episode <laughs> six is a really bad idea. <laughs> yes, but there was no other way to structure this. <laughs> um. While I think it would be really funny for me to just watch episode six, I can't in good conscience do that to myself. Good. <laughs> when so, you said you were going to do it, you like you said you were going to refuse to watch four and five again. I was like, 
he's doing this to himself. This is real Rob. <laughs> <laughs> you think that watching no, the not... movies in the order that we've constructed <laughs> is the same as subjecting you yourself to watching one and three quarters seasons of real Rob? <laughs> You only did one and a quarter. I, I'm not yes. going to say you watched three quarters. <laughs> hey, guys, if you want us to watch Real Rob. <laughs> no, never again, please. <laughs> send us a thumbs up and Wes will do a live tweet watch of Real Rob by himself. Oh, God, I would need to up my <laughs> antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> Call your psychiatrist and say, hey, I'm going to need a bigger dose this month. <laughs> Give me the fat pills. <laughs> Give me my chunky, Zo- my Zoloft extra chunky. <laughs> Supersize my Zoloft. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to take it as a suppository so the effect is immediate. <laughs> So I think it's still useful to go over what how episode five ended for the purpose of taking this quiz. It's vi- it's going to be very clear that I don't remember. All right. So, uh, how what happened to Han at the end of episode five? Han was frozen in carbonite at the end of episode five. Yes, I love you. I know being no. the worst lines in the Star Wars. I would say the worst Star line Wars. constantly quoted. Yeah. The most frequently quoted bad line in Star Wars, un- <laughs> quoted unironically. I watched it with Takara recently, and she's just like, oh, what? <laughs> Honestly, in Solo, the I hate you, I know, is a much more fun interaction. Hans yeah. <laughs> um, Carbonite, um, there... What happened to Luke? Luke got his hand cut off. And it was revealed to him that Darth Vader is his daddy. Yeah. They don't know that they're that Luke and Leia are related yet. But Yoda did reveal that there is another. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> All these dots finally coming <laughs> together. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh bu- 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 bum. What other important shits? They're they're firmly working. No, they're not working with the rebels. Yeah, yes, they, they are. are. They are. They are. Land Chewbacca still are, and Lando pretty much joins them at the end, flying the Falcon. Yes, because he 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 needs to take over this as the pilot because there's no other pilot. So he and L three are in charge of the Millennium Falcon. Again. Um. Together again. <laughs> And um, I any important characters? I think that's it. Yeah. Yoda is still around. He's still bebopping around. Yeah, he's still beatboxing. Ah, <laughs> oh, rapping Yoda. Surely <laughs> someone's done it. You never I don't had, care to hear it. You never had the Revenge of the Sith DVD, where if you just pressed a random series of buttons, you would get this pop up on your screen hold on 
Wes is sending me something. This is great for our audio listeners. We don't have a video form of this podcast and frankly never will because uh, everyone would see the lotion that's behind me on the shelf, uh, which I just use for my hands. I've got very scaly hands, which is why I relate to uh, lizards so much. Okay, I sent it to you. Um, Wes sent me a full YouTube video uh, titled Hip Hop Yoda Star Wars Episode 3 DVD Easter Egg. <laughs> Which I will watch later because we're busy right now. Watch it. <laughs> it is four minutes long. What is it? It's five. It's a minute. <laughs> we don't have time. We just don't have time. It's good. Um, we're on your schedule, Wes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's jump into Return of the Jedi. What do you know about? All right, it? what happens in this movie? Let's go. Uh, this is the movie Scattered Events Time, because Star Wars movies are long, and although linear, don't always feel like it. <laughs> um, so, this is the movie where they're finally gonna put a cap in Darth Vader. <laughs> they shoot him with a real gun for real boys. No, um... This, uh, da, 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 da. oh, no, the Death Star is gone. Did we establish that in, in, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, the Death Star, they already blew that up in the first movie. So that's, yep, that's, yeah, no, wait, yes. Okay, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're getting there. We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, or the new thing. Oh, shit. What's the one from that anime? Uh, bitches and hoes and non-binary bros. No. Bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. It's from a new skateboarding anime and is a way better way to address a group. That's what they have instead of a Death Star? Bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes is what they have instead of a Death Star. They have skateboarding. <laughs> um, They're... <clears throat> Uh, let's just do the real plot points. The real <laughs> plot points that everyone's excited about. Jabba's in this movie. He's on Tatooine. Uh, he has purchased Leia into slavery. So this is where everyone's favorite version of <laughs> Leia comes from for some reason. It's the Luke and Chewie show for a while. Uh, eventually we unfreeze Han from Carbonite. Because uh, Harrison did want to be in this movie. He thought it was a paycheck too big to turn down. Um, the bugs in my mouth are going crazy <laughs> while I try to think <laughs> of what else happens. <laughs> oh, come on, brain. Come on. Luke gets a little more training. Even it's the hero's journey. Where's Luke in the hero's <laughs> journey at this point? He can't go home yet. He's not a changed man. He has not slayed the monster. Can I look up the hero's journey right <laughs> no, now? No, you cannot. No, I can't. <laughs> you should know how the hero's journey I should... ends. I know how the hero's journey ends. He's going to slay the monster and return home, but it's bullshit because they retcon the hero's journey in the sequels. 
Well, what's the monster in this movie? The monster's Darth Vader. He's going to kill Darth Vader. There's going to be a lightsaber fight. We're going to see Darth Vader without the helmet in this movie, I think, because I haven't seen that yet. Uh, so we're going to see gross pasty baldman under there. They dipped James Earl Jones in bleach. <laughs> Um, there's going to be a, a tender moment between uh, those two before he dies. We find out that Luke and Leia are siblings in this movie. They do have a weird kiss before that, though. Um, I got that. I remembered it because you were going to shit on me if I didn't say that. Um, Chewbacca does not get to fuck. Okay, let's move on to the next question. I have nothing left. I have truly nothing left. How? Uh, what does Yoda do in this movie? <laughs> well, <laughs> as you've shown me. <laughs> he raps. <laughs> Rip hop. <laughs> um, what does Yoda do in this movie? I feel like he's slightly more capable in this movie. So what does he do? Uh, die. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he dies. Um, he. Oh, he'll probably fight Palpatine. Palpatine's still alive. Round two. Round two. Let me at him. This time they're both much older. <laughs> they're much older. Yoda. <clears throat> Yoda's really mad at Palpatine. <laughs> He's about to fight him. Uh, and then Luke is putting his arm up and you can hear Yoda going, back hold me, back hold me. <laughs> Before a cap put in his ass, I will. Bust a cap in his ass, I will. Big gun for big boy, I have. <laughs> All right, you're about to scream. How do the Ewoks respond to seeing C three PO? How do the Ewoks oh, respond? We're on Endor. We're on the moon of Endor. How do the Ewoks respond to seeing C three PO? They want to take him apart. <laughs> okay. I want to take him apart and fuck his arm. <laughs> I don't know. Alright. Ah, Ewoks. How does Palpatine try to lure Luke to the dark side? Uh, probably similarly to what he did with Anakin. Um... Uh, he asks him to let the hate flow through him. <laughs> That's, I saw that. That was in the prequels. God damn it. I know I'm wrong. Um, by, uh, eliciting his, uh, response to knowing who his <laughs> father is, I guess. Uh, uh unlimited power. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why 
am I doing so badly? What brings the small band of rebels to the moon of Endor? No man. Um, I don't remember why they go there. Uh because I've never seen it before. <laughs> I've only seen this in Lego form. <laughs> Fuck! I thought you'd seen this. <laughs> I only wrote this quiz because I thought you knew. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass you, buddy. I'm trying to help. Only the listeners think we haven't actually seen these <laughs> movies. <laughs> so we can come up with funnier content. They think that all of this is a bit. Can you imagine? How could we have been this incompetent for 50 plus episodes? And still get this, like, actually broken up and disheveled when we can't come up with answers that we should know. <laughs> answers we quote-unquote should know to things we've never seen. What brings the small um, band of rebels to the Buddha Yeah, Mentor? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It's, uh, they're looking for reinforcements. This is how they... No, this isn't how they... This is how they revive Han Solo. They have his body in Carbonite, which was sold to Jabba the Hutt, but they can't bring him back until they get him here. Which, why do they need him in the first place? Who knows? I'm wrong. All right. Multiple choice questions. Thank God. <laughs> I know I've been doing really poorly on these, but... <laughs> Maybe this is my sanctuary this time. I can lay my head down, take off my respirator, and die. <laughs> Who doesn't get captured by Jabba the Hutt in an attempt to save Han? A. Leia B. Luke C. Lando or D. R2-D2 R2-D2 is taken by his own choice. <laughs> okay. How does Jabba the Hutt die? A. Luke force chokes him to death. No. B. Leia strangles him to death. I would hope that's the case. C. R2-D2 electrocutes him to death. That's lame. Or D, Jabba chokes on food C-3PO served him. God. I was going to say he chokes on food. <laughs> but that's because I'm thinking of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Um, Leia chokes him. All right. Bonus question. Please give this character some power. <laughs> Please. Baby West, we bonus question. <clears throat> How does Boba Fett die? Does he... Boba Fett blows himself up with something, right? Is that your answer? He blows himself up with something. I can't be more specific than that. Okay. But... I feel like a lot of people in the original trilogy die of their own hubris <laughs> compared to people in the the prequel trilogy who are just outright murdered. <laughs> Lord Sidious promises peace. 
whipping Mace Windu out of windows. More like Mace Windows. I was quoting Newt Gunray. How does Leia learn she is force sensitive? I didn't know because you didn't use a racist accent. (laughs) Um, How does she learn she's force sensitive? Go on. A, Darth Vader captures her and tries to turn her. B, Luke reveals the information at an Ewok party. C, she releases force lightning accidentally. Or D, she never learns she's force sensitive. I feel like force sensitivity isn't really a topic until the sequel trilogy, but I am going to say Ewok party. Which is a real scene in this movie. (laughs) Ooh. Jar Jar's back. (laughs) Jar Jar's back, or Jar Jar is introduced. (laughs) A, Leia professing she's in love with Luke. B, Lando mourning over his giggling monkey man co-pilot. C, a rock band concert in Jabba's palace. That's or real, I remember D, that. D, a choreographed dance number with Ewoks. Oh, wait, no, sorry, only one of these is real? Yeah. It's the Ewok dance party, baby. Choreographed dance number with Ewoks. Yeah, I've heard the song before, I think. Nub Nub? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Nub Nub. I have the soundtrack to this movie on vinyl. <laughs> Besides that one song, which is fun in its own way, the rest of the movie soundtrack, ex- except for one other thing, is actually, I think, I think I like Palpatine's, what John Williams does for Palpatine's music is oh, cool. I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, or if you know this, but uh, Michael Gacchino does the music for Rogue One. Yeah. I think he does a lot of cool takes on the John Williams score. Anyway. How does the movie nub, end? Nub. A. Nub, nub. A wedding between <laughs> Han and Leia. B. Luke burying Darth Vader's helmet on Tatooine. C. Fireworks while the Ewoks sing. Or D. A big ceremony on a planet that is maybe Coruscant? Ah <laughs> uh, man if it's the maybe coruscant one that that kind of draws parallels to episode three which would be smart of episode three but i really want to say fucking nub nub <laughs> fucking ewok song nub nub baby Oh man, my I'm being destroyed in this quiz by my own reliance on Nub Nub. <laughs> Alright, true or false? C3PO plays a large part in why Boba Fett dies. Sure. True. True or false? Leia recalls seeing her mother's eyes before she died. This is true, because I remember you talking to me about how uh, Padme's death raises a lot of weird retcon (laughs) questions in this movie. True or false, in this remastered version, we see Yoda, Obi-Wan, 
Anakin and Qui-Gon as Force ghosts. False. We do not see Qui-Gon. All right. True or false, we see Leia wield a lightsaber in this movie. <sighs> Searching my brain palace. Not mind palace, brain palace. The brain controls the mind, as we know. Uh, False. As much as I would like that to be true, it is false. All right. True or false, there is a second Death Star named Starkiller Base. That's true. Anakin Starkiller's house. (laughs) True or false, Darth Vader turns to the light side because Palpatine threatens to replace him with Luke. False, that's stupid. That's dumb, if true. All right. And you can't just go back to the light side. That's not a choice you get to make. Okay. Kylo. <laughs> Do you even know what you're talking about? <laughs> Vaguely, <laughs> as per usual with Star Wars. Wes was really mad at me the other day when he was texting me about Game of Thrones, a show I have never seen. No, I wasn't mad uh, at it all. It just started. He was furious. <laughs> uh, he was sending me voice messages of him screaming. How do you even know these characters' names? Are you using a wiki? <laughs> I'm going to come out to California and kill you, <laughs> he said to me. But they're all timed messages. They're deleted now. 16 different voicemails. (laughs) Dateline did reach out to me. Um, All right. So for a date, instead of a screen grab question, I struggled to come up with a screen grab question that didn't just reveal what was happening. So I thought it would be funny to do a match the name with the alien. So you won't necessarily learn these aliens' names in the movie, but I think I figured you would still appreciate just the weird lore. Of course. Uh, did you build this as a work, uh, as a little um, worksheet that we could have kids do in a classroom setting? You could a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Um. All right. So. Uh, Ethan, would you like to? Describe... I'd say go ahead and post this to the to the social you know, yeah, sure. But uh, also describe what each of these aliens looks like for our listeners. Okay. Just a second. Just looking up porn real quick. It's real good. <laughs> it's from this. Have you seen this stuff? Era. It's crazy. <laughs> Now he's just watching okay. the tentacle porn scene again. <laughs> you know, I've never, I didn't think I liked Riz Ahmed until that scene. <laughs> and then even so, I think I just like what's happening to him. <laughs> All right. So top left alien. Uh, looks a little bit like, uh, what if you shaved one of the gremlins from gremlins? Uh, he's got a beak. Big wide mouth, super long limbs, uh, elf-like ears where they look like leaves protruding off the top of his head. Why don't you take a guess as to what his laugh sounds like? 
Uh, his laugh could only sound like this. <laughs> could only sound like that. It's avian. He's got a wide mouth. That's what that sound is. Uh, and his name is... His name is... The options are Salacious Crumb, Nine Nub, Max Rebo, or Bib Fortuna. This is obviously... Nine Nub. Nine Nub. Uh, On the top right, we have a chunky little elephant boy, (laughs) bright blue. Tiny little eyes on the front of his face, which means he's a carnivore. <laughs> uh, unlike our ele- our real life <laughs> elephant pals, uh, he's got little sticky uh, buddies on where his fingerprints would be. Uh, and this is obviously. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. <laughs> That's how it's revealed in the movie. He's the only one. He gets his own solo. <laughs> well, he comes. He comes down from the sky like Jesus. <laughs> I'm Bib Fortuna. To O Fortuna, of course. He's like, oh, this is the final boss of the movie. <laughs> uh, who to choose? I'll, I'll start with the boring one. The the slightly more boring one. <laughs> Wes now wondering which one I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep going clockwise and talk about bottom right. right. Which is just a guy with a lumpy forehead. <laughs> and big uh, tail ears like... Um, what is? I don't know what the species is called, and I've forgotten the name of the character, Ahsoka Tano. He's one of those, but uh, very pale and icky, unlike the rest of the species. Doesn't use lotion like Ahsoka. <laughs> no, he does not use lotion like Ahsoka. He's very dry. He's neither blue nor red like that species is. He's a pale yellow with bright red eyes. One could say uh, he's not the species at all. One could say one could almost say he's not related to that species in any way whatsoever. <laughs> but he is reminiscent of them. Um very human face. Uh this is Max Rebo. Alright. Of the characters, I think he's the most likely uh, that we will learn his name. Not saying that we do. I'm just saying if we were to learn (laughs) a name, his would be the name that we learn. All right. And the final one. Man, they they don't make aliens like this in the Star (laughs) Wars series anymore. It's like they broke up with Henson. Uh... They all look more like who I think Max Rebo is and not like the other three who I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom left. Oh, that's Danny DeVito. 
can't can't pull the wool over these eyes. Um, it's a little guy who looks like he has three faces stacked on top of his original face. <laughs> three layers of face three three layers of face a three layer a three face. layer dip of a head <laughs> on the bottom layer the bean layer um we have his little nasty mouth and then the layer above that is a nice lumpy green uh that's the guacamole layer and then the sour cream layer has two giant black eyes um this salacious crumb yeah, of of the crew has the most lines. <laughs> <laughs> Which are Uh what do you think Max Rebo sounds like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think Max Rebo is. Um He's got a big quarter in his throat, so he probably sounds a bit breathy like this with a big fat neck. And then who I think Bib Fortuna sounds like. That's what Big Fortuna's about. Just a little baby. He just wants a friend. His sticky buddies on his hands are for holding friends close. Then Luke slices him down. Luke kills him. Eviscerates him with force lightning. Big Fortuna is burned to death. Lord Sidious promised us peace. (laughs) Unlimited power. That's a lot of power. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. 100%. That's Return of the Jedi. I'm anxious to score this quiz. It's bad. I think this might be the worst quiz so far for a movie that I theoretically should know the most about. Only gets worse from here on out, folks. <laughs> All right. Uh, next week we'll be back to uh, go over the results of this and to um, what were we going to do? We we're going to talk about whether we rewatch any of the movies we've seen yes. so far. Yes, we are going to do that. And should write that down because I know we're going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then after that, we'll have Kira on as a special guest. Do we know what movie we're going to watch? Hell yeah, we do. We're doing Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Wes has no idea what I'm talking about. I thought you were just doing... (laughs) (laughs) You've you've been listening to the game show. (laughs) We ain't seen nothing yet. Ethan's current score on Star Wars is 44. I would call this unlistenable at this point. Follow us on Facebook at We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet or on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. 
on Twitter. You can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose. And you can follow Wesley at Baby Wesley. And remember not to choke on your ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>